Hey friend, welcome to Charlotte Mason for All, where every country, culture, and community is welcome. Our mission is to bring Christ through the Charlotte Mason philosophy and methods to homes around the world, including yours. My name is Min Huang, and I'm your host, along with Mariana Mastracchio, Simone Moradi, and Erica Alicea. So last week was part one of history lessons in our multicultural homes, and you had a chance to hear from Mariana, Simone, and Erica. Today you'll hear from me, and then we'll also dive into some places to look for resources. Let's dive right in. Definitely the Holy Spirit is the supreme educator for all mankind, for each of our children, and for us. What I'm seeing here is a beautiful example of how, as we cooperate with the Holy Spirit, our homeschools look different, mm -hmm. right? As we pray and as we see how he directs and guides us, even in just one subject like history, we could see the beautiful ways that he's able to do it in different ways, right? For our children, you know, because Mariana and Simone, you do it one way, Erica has another approach, and then I too have a different approach. And this is all as a result of each of us praying, right, for our specific children that he has gave, given to us our care. So the Charlotte Mason approach to history, I, you know, she's brilliant. I love how mm -hmm. she starts with our own nation. And then we add the stream of our neighbor nation. Uh, and then third, the ancient history stream. Like, and, and, and I just wanted to clarify when we talk about stream, we're talking about stream in the sense that we don't stop learning about our own nation when we start learning about our neighbor nation. It's continuous. So it's like there are these three streams uh, that go continuously until they graduate. And then, ho well, hopefully throughout their life, right? And uh, so for us, um, my children, they, they were born and their childhood, their early childhood was in a nation that was not their moms and not their dads. Now, and then now we're here in America. And America for me is a foreign country. <laughs> Because <laughs> I, yes. I was not yes. born here, I did not grow up here. This is my first time learning American history. You know, it's very interesting for me as we learn their own nation, which is America, American history, and then their neighbor nation, which is we're doing British history because we, I don't know anything about the founding of America. And so you know, this was an important component for, for them. And then adding the ancient history. But in terms of our Korean history, and then, of course, the nation's neighboring Korea, China, Japan, which had huge impact, right? Um, mm -hmm. how, how do I incorporate this? I would say for us, it's what, I, what falls under our family culture, because it's not something that I actually included in our formal lesson time. And I just want to encourage, you don't have to put it into a formal lesson time. It could be something that is just a natural part of your home culture. Even now, like still a part of our just family culture outside of our formal lessons. In terms of how to incorporate into our formal lesson time, it's, it's trickier mm -hmm. uh, for me with our Korean history because Korean history has a lot of things that my children are too young for. Uh, and this is like, as I pray, uh, my children tend to be more on the sensitive side in addition to you know, just not having certain topics that you know, they're just not ready for at their age. It would just be an unnecessary burden on their mm -hmm. conscience and on their hearts. 
Um, but they are things that I'm slowly introducing through way of historical fiction. So with my eldest, she is already, as of last year, she started reading historical fiction. We really love Linda Sue Park. And then now she's also reading from another author. And I can't remember, but I'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> but with, you know, just Korean history, having so many invasions and, you know, the Japanese occupation in the 1900s, a lot of the, the, the divide between North and South and the North Korean refugees and the human trafficking. And, mm. you know, that, so there's just, those are not yet issues that my child needs to be burdened with yes. right now. Too young. Mm-hmm. So that's how we are doing it. And I just want to say, if you're wondering, I'm, I'm speaking to our friend who's, who's listening in. If you're wondering, how do I go about planning this all out? It's just everything sort of like a hodgepodge, <laughs> like mm-hmm. an amoeba in the brain. We do have help for you. So I do have a uh, customizable history streams chart on my website that you could get. And yeah, it's just a one page, one chart at a glance. You're able to plan everything out in terms of your historical time period and when you're going to introduce the different history streams. And then Erica has a wonderful ongoing multicultural books list on her website that will provide a lot of ideas and resources for many different nations, actually. So I'm pretty sure you could find yours. (laughs) (laughs) And she's always adding to it and we're all helping her to to continue to keep it up it's a lot of work but you know it's a labor of love yeah Mm -hmm. yeah man I do have a question for you yes so what about you you talked about the difficult aspects of, Mm -hmm. of Korean history but what about the ancient history is that something that can be included or is that difficult to find that is such a great question Yes, it's difficult for me to find in English. Mm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <Language>. yeah. <laughs> so I have found one set um, in English, and it's okay. I mean, it's not, to me, what I would say is, is beautiful literary language, but it'll do. It's, it, and I, I think there's still a lot that we can learn from it, and it starts with ancient history all the way up to maybe not quite 2020, but you know, up to early 2000. Um, and I, I'll share that in the show notes as well. And then there, Linda Supark actually has a book called Archer's Quest. And uh, my children recently read it. And that had to do with the founding of Korea. So that's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, okay, so I know I don't watch Korean dramas because <laughs> <laughs> They are just such a time sucker. I, I cannot go there. So I have not watched Korean dramas for like decades now. <laughs> um, <laughs> there is one that I watched when I was maybe um, in high school and I really enjoyed it. And it has to do with the first woman doctor to the emperor. But wow, what about it is the food. It's amazing because it just, and it, you know, we're all talking about medicine is food and food is medicine, but they, I mean, in Korea, they really believe that even today, like it really is how they live. So the way that they show all the cooking, the ancient uh, ways of cooking, um, and just, it's just so beautiful and it'll make you want to cook. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right. Do you remember the name, Min? 
Um, okay, so in Korean, it's called Daejangdeum, and that's the name of the woman. I think there's an English title, and it might be something like Flower in the Palace. Check your local library because it might be at your local library. It's so interesting how novelas, we call them in Spanish novelas. <laughs> your uh-huh. I, don't, I can't tell you how many people I know who said, oh yeah, I learned Spanish watching novelas with my grandmother. <laughs> but it, it's, what it is is that you're being immersed in the culture. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So yes, it's the living books, but then it's uh, listening to music watching shows your your the language uh the, the different aspects of the culture that you're being privy to even though you're not there in that country even the colloquialisms the mm-hmm. phrases that they mm-hmm. use that you may not find in a book and mm-hmm. so you're you're really being immersed in that there was something else that um you were that you were saying um oh another important uh, point that I, I, I want to highlight because you said that the books for ancient Korean history aren't the best and sometimes they're not the best right it's not mm-hmm. exactly what you want but it, it serves its purpose yes. mm-hmm. it serves its purpose especially when we are limited our mm-hmm. resources may be limited right right now for for me for us there is no Puerto Rican spine now but in the meantime you can substitute and sometimes you find these gems that are Mm -hmm. amazing with literary power and beautiful illustrations or just the words bring those images and then sometimes they're just okay Mm -hmm. but just okay versus nothing Mm -hmm. gives gives it value gives it value and so it's okay to use just okay books if you don't have anything else in terms of your culture. That's what I'm finding. Yes. And just, I totally agree. And just to add to that, even if the book is just okay, it becomes alive and we make it better. You know, and we're able to add things to it that will make it come alive. Come uh, to yeah. Exactly. Just like, you know, with one of the texts about ancient history, if I couple that with a single shard, for example, with Linda Sue Park as their historical fiction and with some ancient Korean calligraphy or art, the traditional instruments to really, as you said, Erica, I love that word, immerse them in mm. their heritage culture. You know what I mean? Like there's so many ways that we could really make it more beautiful and come alive because we, we're not just using that text, right? That mm-hmm. decent text. We're doing so many other things. We're including so many other things. Also, just to point it out, something that you said, Mintu, you know, our friend who's listening to us right now and feeling like, okay, overwhelmed on how to plan it all, that, like you said, it doesn't have to be the heritage stream per se. It doesn't have to be part of your morning lessons because I'm seeing that right now with two, only two students and mm-hmm. juggling their lessons and we've always read together and that can be part of your afternoon read aloud it can be it's not something that requires narration but it will inspire them to play it out at another time yes. i actually mm-hmm. have been catching my sons playing about what we've read in oh. our <laughs> book about his history or they'll be inspired to draw something so don't don't discount those moments thinking oh they're not getting it or nothing is happening here but it's it's 
living it every day, you know, living it every day. And like Erica said, immersion. So there are mm -hmm. so many ways to approach mm -hmm. it that we cannot exhaust them here. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes. Or just like Erica mentioned about her father, right? How it mm -hmm. was his fashion. And although he didn't have books, how that came to life throughout conversations and music and poems. Yeah. So it doesn't really have to be part of your formal lessons, but it is part of your life. It is there. It is alive. As, as, alive. as much as we make it alive, as much as we bring it, as much as we are intentional bringing mm -hmm. that. So all three of my sisters here actually have family members in other countries. And I know that's, that can be really difficult. But for those of you who are listening, and if you have family members in, um, who, are, who live near you, um, they are wonderful resources for your history as well. They have a wealth of knowledge, uh, grandparents, aunts, uncles. So we spend a lot of time with my parents and my daughter uh, when we go to take my dad for his chemo, which is often we, we're on the car rides and we have a lot of conversations. And um, there have been like several moments uh, that have been illuminating for my, for my girl. So, for example, when we were reading the Little House series, something so, something came up about uh, how Laura and her family would wash clothes um, by by the water and with the wash pan with the washboard. And then my parents started chiming in. My mother started talking about when she was a little girl and she'd wash clothes um, and by the stream and by her, right next to her house. And my daughter was so surprised. Another funny part was when we were talking about um, outhouses <laughs> and my daughter was so shocked that my mom used to use an outhouse. Uh, we call it a letrina, like the latrine. <laughs> mm -hmm. This would be her, her growing up in Puerto Rico, right? Your yes, mom growing, growing up in Puerto up Rico. in the mountains of Puerto Rico. Like my dad was more from, he was closer to, like he was, he was more like the suburbs. So mm -hmm. he didn't really have it, but my mom grew up in the country. And, and then I told my daughter, I'm like, well, I never used it by the time I came around, but it was always there. It was like this landmark about <laughs> it. And so um, my daughter was so surprised. But now these things that were being read about from over 100 years ago, they were real for her own grandmother. And so hearing those stories uh, was, was really, it, it just really brought history to life for her. And history just connects the generations in that way. So we've been reading Pura Benfred's folk tales, once in Puerto Rico, and one folk tale in particular she has is called Perez and Martina. And I couldn't remember the name of the characters. And so I'm talking to my, my again, in a car ride, taking my dad for his chemo treatment. And I said, oh yeah, we're reading the story about, um, I can't remember her name. It's about like, she's like a roach and there's this mouse who's in love with her. And my mother goes, oh, la cucaracha mantina. And then my dad goes, oh, we used to read that when we were little. And then they just went back and forth talking about this folk tale. And again, another real moment for my daughter where they were able to connect. That's um, so sweet. So, yeah, mm -hmm. these, they were, they the folk tales that they grew up with, their own granddaughter was reading. And it was so it was so sweet because my parents are elderly and my dad is sickly, but all of a sudden this this usefulness came out and it was like the child 
within was speaking yes. and connecting with their grandchild. And so history has this way of connecting the generations. And sometimes it's harder because um, if the if the the grandparents are from another country, sometimes there could be a cultural gap, but um, they are still a wonderful resource, so much uh, life experience, so much knowledge. And that's, it, it doesn't always have to happen through books. It can, it can happen through mm-hmm. our, our family true. members. So true. Yes. Mm-hmm. So yes. these are some resources you can look into whether or not books are available in your language. We encourage you to think outside the box, friend, and please share with us at charlamasonforall.com resources that you might be using. So oral history that can be told by the grandparents, uncles, and someone in your family, or perhaps even in your neighborhood. Photo albums can also tell a story of a time long ago of people from the past. Also, if you have the opportunity to travel to your heritage country with your children, make the best time of it. Plan visits to museums and locations that will speak the history of the locale. Visit with family and friends who can also tell firsthand accounts of your heritage. Use technology to your advantage. There is so much you can do here, from YouTube videos to virtual museum visits, finding digital history books, video chat with people that can help expand your family's knowledge on your heritage, finding maps that can uh, aid in the teaching of your heritage history. Culinary, there is so much to be learned from your local food. Have your family help in planning and preparing food that comes from your culture and talk about the history behind it. Music, poetry, literature, historical fiction, historical drama, those can also be a wonderful resource. Your friends or any relatives' bookshelves, you never know when you're going to find a gem across it. So we want to bring everything back always to the word of God and to the scriptures. And history brings to mind the two greatest commandments. Uh, When Jesus said that they are to love the Lord our God with all our mind, soul, and strength, and to love our neighbor as ourselves. And especially with the second commandment, with loving our neighbor as ourselves, I think there's no other uh, tool like history in the study of history because I mean, human nature has shown throughout history that we tend to fear what we do not know. Mm -hmm. And we get to know our neighbors, that we grow in love with our neighbors, and we're able to show love and compassion Mm -hmm. uh, as we know and see their humanity is the same as ours. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we're able to better understand and be able to, in blood, sweat, and tears, see that they are made in the image of God, just as I am. It's the beauty of the history lessons that we are able to show this um, and have this opportunity for the Holy Spirit to show this to our children, to get a peek into the lives of the people that have gone before us, but the people who are also living in other nations now, children like them, and to grow in love toward children just like them, actually. Mm -hmm. We're all in need of the gospel. We're all in need of uh, saving grace from yes. Jesus Christ alone. There's no other lesson like the history lesson, I think, where they're able to see this, you know, and to read about um, people just like them. I'm just going to end this time with um, something that Charlotte Mason said. She said, it is a great thing to possess a pageant of history in the background of one's thoughts. 
We may not be able to recall this or that circumstance, but the imagination is warmed. We know that there is a great deal to be said on both sides of every question and are saved from crudities in opinion and rashness in action. The present becomes enriched for us with the wealth of all that has gone before. Speaking of both sides, we invite you to join us next week as Erica interviews Amber Johnston, our dear friend, of Heritage Mom Blog, and they discuss parallel narratives in our nation's history. Thank you so much for joining us today. And as always, we invite you to join in the discussion over at charlottemasonforall.com. Please post your questions, comments, concerns. Uh, we would love to hear from you. Please like and subscribe and we will see you next week. May the Lord bless you, keep you, have his face shine upon you and give you peace. Peace.